0: Good morning. Welcome to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theatre. This is Sarah Garofalo and today I'm very, very excited to be joined by someone that you absolutely have seen around the theatre once or twice, or maybe a couple dozen times, but that is our good friend Barry Allman. Barry, welcome to the show.
1: Welcome. Thank you very much, Sarah.
0: I'm very excited to have you today. Like I said, you are no stranger to the Hanover Theater, that's for sure. So before we jump into things, I want you to explain to our audience, you know, what's your relationship with the Hanover Theater?
1: Uh, Probably about everything there could possibly be. Uh, Basically, we go back, uh, the theater, of course, began, you know, 15 years ago. This is the 15th anniversary coming up. uh, And we just started that. Uh, in its very end of the t- first year, uh, I-, I went and looked at some of the shows. I just uh, I don't live in Worcester, so I live out in Barry, so I didn't uh, do anything to start off with. But at the end of that first year, I looked into it, saw the Broadway series, and liked to go to an occasional show in Boston or, or some local theater or something. And you know, my wife and I just looked at it and just said. Let's take a look we looked and we basically bought the whole series without looking very much what it was we just said let's do this and and that that began our journey with the handover theater and of course it just continues on and on and as i say we do about everything related to the theater
0: well yeah we're absolutely glad that you did that because you know it's been 14 15 amazing years of having you here as just a general supporter and fan of the theater so we're very grateful to have you around, um, but you know you're you're more than just a, a patron because you're also a volunteer. So I do want to talk a little bit about you know volunteerism and what you do in that department.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, anyone out there that doesn't know this, and there are many people that do not, is the Hanover is a nonprofit organization. And you know that that's a, a little at first it's hard, a little hard to understand, but it's literally a, a 503 C C three, and it is a uh, it is it does not run for the purpose of profit. It runs really to be a theater and to do whatever it does. And in that it shows it, it includes uh, people. It ensure it, it talks about all sorts of programs, and of course, what I love is the conservatory, which we'll talk about later. But I got involved in the theater and right away, I realized all these ushers, I learned they're all volunteers. And of course, the volunteerism, the theater couldn't survive without it. And uh, it was kind of, I just always enjoyed them, thanked them for doing what they did. And uh, eventually in about my fifth year there, uh, I got asked to become a volunteer myself.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. Our We would not be able to do what we do without our volunteers and they are genuinely the heart of our establishment here and you know they're the the first face that you see when you walk in the door they help you to your seat they get you your your snacks um they do everything that you can possibly imagine when you step foot at the hanover theater so you definitely have seen barry not only at a show but if you've ever come to our historical and architectural tours you've probably seen uh barry there as well isn't that right
1: yes, uh, you know, it, let me backtrack just a little bit. Uh, Marshall Tate is is one of the volunteers with with the most hours. He was volunteer of the year about uh, four years ago,, uh, you know, during the pandemic. And uh, Marshall just came to me one day and we used to just talk here and there, and he basically, uh, asked me if I was interested in becoming a docent. And, uh, you know, I said, what is that? You know, and a docent, of course, is, becomes a, a person who's an expert and gets to know things about the theater. And and the the, the fact is, I consider him my mentor in many ways. He and his wife, Judy Rothbard Tate, uh, spend a lot of time working there. And uh, basically, he said, come and do it. Come see a tour. Come see what we're doing. Uh, And, and of course, I asked him why, and he says, it's your enthusiasm for the theater. You know, he just, he knows that I'm all in when it comes to the Hanover Theater. And asked me, and I looked and said, I can do that. And uh, because of my background as an educator, I felt comfortable doing it and uh, have done it ever since.
0: Oh, and those tours are just absolutely incredible. Um, If you haven't gotten the opportunity to go on one of those tours they did recently just start up again so i cannot recommend it enough and the docents are extremely knowledgeable they you you would not believe the amount of facts that they are able to just rattle off off the, the top of their head it's it's quite an experience and it's uh it's a little bit over an hour and a half i would say maybe even 2 hours on a good day um, and they take you all around the theater. They take you in the, the Franklin Square Salon. They take you even on the stage, I believe. So yeah,
1: let, me, let me fill you in just a little on that as you're talking about it. Uh, in the past, you know, we, our goal was a two-hour tour. And that is what we have done. And we actually have uh, one person that's behind the scenes, uh, Renee Peace. And, and Renee is a volunteer. And she sits back. She times us and gives us little signals so that we can stay on task for what we're doing. Now, again, we were doing two hour tours and we've been known to go beyond two and a half. And that's just too much, honestly, for most people because they have time commitments. The theater this year has mandated that we break, drop it down to an hour. So we did our first tour uh, about two weeks ago and it was an hour. We had a couple of minor issues in keeping it down, but, uh, but we managed it and we did it. Uh, I have a, personal feeling that maybe we'll end up settling in at an hour and a half, which we need a little extra time uh, to get people into the theater, but we certainly can look at the front of the theater and and we, you know, I'll mention one other person, John Riccio, who uh, he's our kind of like our, I'll call him our uh, uh, architectural expert, if you will. He knows so much about the city of Worcester and the architects and the people involved in, in making things happen. So it's a, it's a great little crew we work with there.
0: Yeah, it's so great. And the best part is that tickets are only $10 if you're not a member or a subscriber. Uh, But if you are a member or a subscriber, it is absolutely free. So that is just one of the many perks that you can get if you are a member or a subscriber. And by the the way,
1: you mentioned that also remember, it's also free for anyone that works at the theater and anyone uh, that is a, a volunteer as well.
0: Absolutely. It's so
1: great to see the theater and get into what I like, affectionately refer to as the the bowels of the theater. Get underneath the seats, get get behind the scenes, get seeing where people actually get dressed, where they do their laundry, how they do their, their changes, even to see the organ hidden back there. It's so many great things.
0: Definitely. And, I mean, I just loved being able to step foot in that green room and to know how many people and performers have been in that room before me is just, it's such a cool experience. Um, but yeah, you're right. I was able to go on the tour right when they started up again after COVID. And um, we try to get all of our new employees to go on the tour at, at least uh, some point in at the beginning of their employment here and make sure everyone gets to experience the tour. But so you can buy those tickets. Uh, for the tours on our website there. Uh, I believe they're on Wednesdays. Is that right?
1: Uh, most of them do fall on Wednesdays. And, and this year we're starting them at noon. So they're basically a noon to one, you know, if you have to make a lunch appointment or something else. There Wonderful. are three more currently scheduled. And again, we have to work around live theater at all times. Now that's that's something. Remember, uh, when you do a tour, uh, we do Picked, the tours are selected because of times when there's less activity, but you never know who's going to be doing a sound check. You never know what truck might be bringing some equipment in. And uh, it, it's always an adventure. And that's one of the fun things about theater. Uh, it's live. You, you just don't know what's going to happen next in human error, whatever it might be. We, we have to make ends meet. and We all do.
0: A hundred percent. And you know, I always say that there's never a boring day here at the Hanover Theater. So that ain't that the truth there. There's always something going on and something always unexpected also. But so what would you say is the most shocking fact that someone can learn on the tour? Not to not to give too much uh, away,
1: but well, here's one uh, Hanover Theater has a ghost. That is true. If you don't know it, his name is Michael. And uh, you you may, uh, when Sarah, someday corner Mark Steiner and ask him his experience because he has one. I I get chills just thinking about what (laughs) he told me about (laughs) way down in the theater and and, and kind of like the second level below. It's kind of fun and funny. And ask him something. I will.
0: I will ask him because I have yet to have an experience with bike myself. But you know, I'm every day. I hope I do. So, mm-hmm. um, but so that was a uh, that was good to talk about the tours. Um, you know, I I love the tours, and I think that it's a, a extremely valuable experience. Um, but I do want to talk about being a subscriber because you are a subscriber, as you mentioned earlier, right. and we're in our renew- renewal period right now. Um, If you are a current subscriber, the deadline to renew is May 15th. So don't forget to go online, renew your subscription or call the box office because you don't want to lose those seats. Um, But if you are a new subscriber, you're looking to get a subscription that opens up um. Right after that. And you can go on our website right now and fill out our Google form and basically be put on a list and we will go in order of uh, when those are filled out and make sure that you get the best seats available. But I do want to talk to you, Barry, about your subscription and, you know, what are the perks of being a subscriber at the Hanover Theater? Well, the,
1: the, you know, there are many perks. I mean, one is I, I know there's a discounted rate and I don't do it because of the, the discounted rate. I probably save 10 percent or so. Uh, and of course, this year, uh, there are still three shows that we don't know what they are, which is rather interesting. And I know there are obligations uh, on all these these uh, programs in terms of what they do, but uh, I I take it at faith. These are great shows coming in. I mean, we just saw Jesus Christ Superstar this past week, and I look forward to the the opening of the next series. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this one cute little thing about Worcester that people don't think about, because I've been to many Boston shows. You go to the show, you enjoy it, you get up, you leave, you get to your car. And after you get in your car, you're sitting in a garage for two hours just to get back to the street. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've timed this many times. And when we get down with a the Hanover theater and they make the last applause, I sit, wait till the theater closes. And in, in eight to nine minutes, I am on the streets of Worcester, heading back to my my small town of Barry. Oh. It's kind of a neat little, little plus out in Worcester.
0: Oh yeah, that is absolutely one of the most amazing parts about coming to see a show here. You're seeing the same shows that are in the big cities like New York and Providence and Boston, but it's, it's right here in central Worcester. And like you said, you're home and you're on the road pretty much within, you know, 15 minutes of leaving your seat. Um, And that is an underrated perk, I would say, because it is it's a struggle. It's a struggle leaving Boston. You, you know, it's it's crazy. But um yeah, so I do want to talk about the shows that are coming up in the next season, the ones that we've announced at least. Um, if you've been to any of our shows recently, you might have heard Lisa Condit, our VP of Communications, announce that we have Pretty Woman the Musical coming uh November 10th through the twelfth. And we have Uh, To kill a mockingbird coming May 3rd to May 5th in 2024. So actually, it will be here exactly a year from today. So that's Mm -hmm. exciting. But that is the uh, start and finish of our 2023 uh, 2023, uh, 2024 Broadway season. And then we just announced on Monday that we have My Fair Lady coming February 16th to February 18th, 2024. And we've got three more exciting shows to announce soon. We will announce the next one on May 15th. So that's coming right up.
1: You know, uh, let me point out, Sarah. that uh, We've been at the theater long enough. When you purchased a, the the series way back when, when I first started uh, uh, dealing with the Hanover back in 2009, uh, they usually attach a Christmas Carol, which is an in-house production, that the theater does of a christmas Tar- uh, carol done you know, led by troy siebels the president and executive director of the hanover and it is a fantastic production and let me while, while i'm talking let me plug it too because uh, it is an in-house production the prices are so reasonable and i'm going to tell you it is a broadway worthy production this is not your average local theater type of deal This is an unbelievable production with unbelievable uh, uh, sound effects, uh, visual effects, uh, to watch Scrooge fly, not Scrooge, but Marley flying through the air. Uh, It is a fabulous, fabulous show. I can't say enough about it, and I've seen it myself probably 20 to 30 times, quite honestly.
0: Oh that's incredible and I couldn't agree more. I've seen it uh twice actually since I started working here. So uh that's not counting the amount of times that I've seen it before that, but it's just it's truly an incredible experience. I've brought countless members of my family to come here and see it just because you cannot miss a Christmas carol. It is Phenomenal and you're not lying it is Broadway worthy and the fact that it comes from within our organization as you said Troy Siebels puts that on um, with his associate director Annie Karens and all the cast members um, are not all but many of the cast members are local and um, most of the kids actually are, are from right here in Massachusetts a lot of them are from Worcester even. So to know that such talent comes from within our community is absolutely stunning and you know I I can never miss a Christmas carol and it's it's great uh being here in the office because they actually practice um and rehearse upstairs so we always know uh, it's coming around the corner when I can start hearing the Christmas carols from from across the street or across the hall and I hear them uh, singing their carols. So
1: let me, let me make a couple of observations and I'll transition you into something else about the, the Hanover theater. And, and that is that the sets are absolutely incredible. The, the sets that they're using uh, are, are just they're brilliant. They're, they're, they are brilliant. Whoever designed those and did those, this is not just slapping up uh, you know a couple of scenes on the back and, and, and doing a little paint. They are phenomenal moving sets that do a lot of work and a a big piece of of how this is done at the hanover theater is with the use of the mighty Wurlitzer organ because it literally is a a part of the show if you will uh from the very beginning uh when there is a a ceremony where the organ is being played uh as a, a bury marley and so a perfect transition i think to the the worlitzer the mighty Wurlitzer, of the hanover theater uh, yes
0: absolutely um, I do want to circle back to talking about the Mighty Wurlitzer uh, in just a few seconds. Okay, but
1: great.
0: Um, I do want to mention that this year we have our relaxed performance of A Christmas Carol coming back. And if you happened to be at, a, at the Woo Sox game last weekend, you might have seen me and my colleague Amy, uh, who is our group sales manager, um, and we were there. It was Autism Awareness Night at uh, Polar Park, and there was a nice uh, presentation about our relaxed performance coming up this December, and basically, for those of you who aren't aware, our relaxed performance basically just dims, uh, dims the sounds a little bit. The sounds aren't as electric, and it's for... People that may have autism or other sensitivities and can enjoy this show a little bit more relaxed.
1: And- yeah, let me say let me say a little more about it because I have seen the relaxed performance three times. Okay, mm-hmm. last year was the first time in several years that they did not do it, uh, but I have I saw the previous two and one before that, and and to also reassure people and people who have concerns. Uh, there are some pretty uh, scary things in, in that story, and uh, one thing I distinctly remember is that when they literally before the show began, they brought on the people, the literally the characters in costume that played one the spirit of future of, of the the spirit of the future, and also they brought in uh, the ghost of Marley, and they stood there in their costume but talked like people to people and says, "Hey, we're just puppets." And they showed how they work some of the things on them and they made it relaxed. And I don't want to give away what the show does, but there are a couple of scenes that make some loud noises in the regular production that they really tamed them down. And here's another very subtle thing that people shouldn't miss. The kids that go to these performances and there are adults as well that go to these performances. uh, They pick up on some of the things and laugh at some very subtle things that that, adults just miss mm-hmm. and it's really it, it, it's enlightening it's enlightening and it's a great show to go to as they say i highly recommend it and they also put out pamphlets flyers and literature and even have a a safe room if a person gets a little too much uh activity they can go so it, it, the theater has done marvelous things there kudos to the analysts
0: yeah, that's right. We do have a little area where if things get overwhelming during the show, you can step out and just, uh, you know, collect yourself a little bit. But we're very proud of the relaxed performance and of A Christmas Carol in general. So, you know, be on the lookout. We, uh, we've got Christmas in July, holidays in July coming up soon. So we'll definitely be talking about A Christmas Carol very, very soon. But so I do want to talk to you about... The Mighty Wurlitzer organ, because I, I did talk to Ashley about this on the radio last week, but we went to the Mighty Wurlitzer concert, and I know that you were an attendee of that as well, and we've got our silent films coming up soon, which are accompanied by the Mighty Wurlitzer organ as well, so, you know, tell us about the Mighty Wurlitzer organ.
1: First of all, the mighty Wurlitzer is, you know, if you look, remember, this is the Hanover Theater as it exists today is a theater that existed back in 1926. And it was called the Poli, P-O-L-I, theater. And, uh, you know, some know the quick story. It became a uh, basically over the course of time uh, it became four movie theaters two then three then four movie theaters and uh, they took a lot of what the Hanover was away you, you just didn't see the theater anymore and and for those who aren't aware that this was totally refurbished it cost over 31 million dollars total to, to make the whole deal work but they have restored the theater now along the way they had a person his name is Don Phipps he's uh uh I believe he's uh, 86 or, or 87 now. Uh, and he basically donated the organ. He and his a staff of, of people helped him put it in. Literally over 10,000 man hours went into uh, putting that thing in. There had been an organ in the theater before, but this thing was a little bigger and they had to do some amazing work to put it in. And up in the upper right hand and upper left hand portions of the theater hidden behind curtains are over 2,400 and I think it's 472 pipes. So we'll just round it up about 2,500 pipes in there and all part of this working organ. It is the largest working organ in, in, uh, I believe in new England right now. It's beautiful, beautiful instrument that, that he, he helped to make, create out of pieces and parts from many organs around portions of New England. It's it's a, it's a masterpiece, gorgeous piece.
0: Yeah, it is truly incredible. And we are endlessly grateful for the entire team, especially Don Phipps that helped assemble the organ. And as I was saying uh, with Ashley last week is that it, it really does make you feel cultured when you listen to the, to the mighty Wurlitzer. It's, it plays some beautiful, beautiful music and to hear it accompanied with, with the shows on our stage or a silent film, it's it's such a treat. It's such an experience and I can't recommend it enough. And now that we have these mighty Wurlitzer concerts, um, I believe that Dr. Jonathan Cleefield will be doing some presentations and just giving you a little bit of a rundown about the organ itself. And it's, it's fascinating. It's, there's so much work that went into it and there's so many mechanisms that are involved in the, in the organ itself. And it's a yeah, little
1: for, for people out there, you know, it, I'm going to add to that, you know, Dr. Cleefield is a great addition to the, the Hanover family. Uh, and he does such a great job and he has done, I think since last year and this year, he's, he's a relatively new house organist and what a job he does in, in playing that thing. Uh, and I, I've seen three concerts that he has done. Now, when you talk about the silent films, now there's a silent film. It's, it's actually Mother's Day. I think it's May 14. Don't quote me. It's 14. Nope, that's or, right. That's I right. Think it's the 14th. <laughs> They'll be doing two silent films done by Charlie Chaplin. And here they're going to bring in an organist from the Chicago area. His name is Clark Wilson. He's world renowned. He plays at the Academy Awards. Uh, and he will explain what he plays and how he plays it. And, and if you have never seen one of these, I, you know, for a $20 bill, uh, I will tell you, this is a phenomenal experience. This is really, really, really worth it. Matter of fact, great Mother's Day present for all you out there. Uh, go see something like that. It's wonderful. And, of course, the uh, clock is very special. Uh, and, and what a job. I highly recommend it.
0: I do, too. And I, I did attend the silent film uh, event on mother's day last year as well so it's on mother's day again this year so we were saying last week you know make it a make it a tradition bring your mom or or bring someone's mom and make it a tradition and come experience the absolute magic that clark wilson can produce on this instrument is just incredible but so we are running close to the end of our time here so before we wrap up Barry, I just want to say thank you for joining me and, you know, thank you for everything that you do for the Hanover Theater. We could not do it without people like you and not only as a patron, but as a volunteer and as just a member of our community. It's, we, we love people like you and we thank you.
1: Yeah. As, as a final comment, let me just say that it is a, it, it's a wonderful place, wonderful people, wonderful volunteers. The, the police out there, you know, monitoring the cars and the traffic on detail, the bartenders, everyone is friendly and it's a, it's a place to go to. It's definitely a destination. And uh, thank you for having me on, Sarah. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, of course. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again. And I, I, everyone who's listening, I hope that you are on the lookout for Barry. He's always wearing his access to the arts pin. And I know we didn't get to talk about that today, but you know, maybe next time. So, um, anyway, thank you, Barry again, for joining me today and everyone else. I will see you next time on behind the scenes.